Our gospel lesson this morning is from Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46 from the message titled, The Sheep and the Goats. When he finally arrives, blazing in beauty and all his angels with him, the Son of Man will take his place on his glorious throne. Then all the nations will be arranged before him, and we'll sort the people out, much as a shepherd sorts out sheep and goats, putting sheep to his right and goats to his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Enter you who are blessed by my father. Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation, and here's why. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you and thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Then he will turn the goats, the ones on his left, and will say, get out, worthless goats. You're good for nothing but the fires of hell. And why? Because I was hungry and you gave me no meal. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was homeless, and you gave me no bed. I was shivering, and you gave me no clothes. Sick and in prison, and you never visited. Then those goats are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or shivering or sick or in prison and didn't help? He will answer them, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you fail to do one of these things to someone who is being overlooked or ignored, that was me. You failed to do it to me. Then those goats will be herded to their eternal doom, but the sheep to their eternal reward. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us all here this morning. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to feel your loving presence and hear your loving word. Please help people see through me to you to hear your gracious presence, O Lord. In your loving name we pray. Amen. Good morning. For any visitors this morning as well as anyone who doesn't know me, I'm John Brockna, a proud member of this church, as well as a certified lay servant by our district, which gives me the opportunity to present the message at any Methodist church in our district. I would like to thank Pastor Clark for giving me the opportunity today. It's quite a privilege, an honor, and a responsibility. In preparing this week's sermon, I had a lot of different thoughts and ideas on which way to go. As usual, I prayed to God for guidance. And like usual, 
the ideas rapidly started coming. So after that prayer, I had to do a follow-up prayer to God with something like, slow down, big fella. You give me way too many ideas. I only get like 10 to 12 minutes. I must admit that every time I pray to God asking for help on a sermon, he provides me with a cornucopia of ideas. So, are you a sheep or a goat? If we're totally honest, we likely have been in both areas sometime during our lives. Obviously, all of us strive to be a sheep at all times. But being human, we likely all fail sometimes too doing some goat things. I'll share something that I struggle with sometimes and wondering if this makes me a goat. That is, when I come across a homeless person asking me for a handout, that's a struggle to me. I must admit the cynic in me immediately wonders if they're looking for money to support a drug or an alcohol habit. But then the sheep in me reminds me, it's not my place to judge. That's God's job. So I struggle with, do I or don't I? What about you? And how do you finally decide? I admit that if I walk away with doing nothing, I feel like I've let God down. And that's what my goal is to at least offer some words of encouragement, is I feel at least I need to do something. But just ignoring them without even acknowledging their presence doesn't seem very Christian to me, and I don't want to be a goat. And you know what? We can all learn wisdom from children, too. When my 11-year-old son, Zach, and I were discussing the homeless person issue, he said something to me like, quote, Dad, we can easily spare a couple of bucks, and those couple of bucks could really change their day, end quote. You know, Zach was right on the mark on that one. It's not my responsibility how that person uses that couple of bucks. It is my responsibility and all of our responsibility to be a sheep. You know, I think it's important to remember to know that God knows we're occasionally going to fail in this area. God doesn't expect perfection from us. I personally am very happy about that because I am way far away from the perfection side of the equation, as my lovely bride will likely attest. <laughs> I think an equally important part to remember is that we likely all have been on the asking side as well. That is, we too have been hungry, thirsty, shivering or sick, and have needed help too. What kind of reception did we get? That sort of goes back to my earlier part about approaching a homeless person. Do we sheep or goat, depending on the audience? If so, doesn't that mean that we're taking God's judgmental responsibility as our own? Is that what God really wants us to do? Of course not. But I admit that I've been guilty about that in the past. I'm not proud of it, but I admit my past failures. I'm trying to learn from them and not repeat them in the future. That's why I think it's also important to remember to always, to always give thanks, even when the situation doesn't seem like we would want to be one to say thanks for. A good reminder for me is Sarah Young's Jesus Calling. This is a 365-day devotional. I was introduced to it when taking some lay servant training through the district. What's great is that most training courses, they bring in a, a mobile bookshop with various Christian reading materials, and I picked up Jesus Calling during a class. 
My lovely bride and I now make it part of a regular prayer routine each evening. What I like about this is sort of my Cliff Notes version of what I need to do each day. There's a short narrative each day followed with some scripture that supports it. And I'll highlight one that I find is a very valuable reminder to me. It's for June 22nd. Let me read it to you. Thank me for the very things that are troubling you. You are on the brink of rebellion, precariously close to shaking your fist in my face. You are tempted to indulge in just a little complaining about my treatment of you. But once you step over that line, torrents of rage and self-pity can sweep you away. The best protection against this indulgence is thanksgiving. It is impossible to thank me and curse me at the same time. Thanking me for trials will feel awkward and contrived at first. But if you persist, your thankful words prayed in faith will eventually make a difference in your heart. Thankfulness awakens you to my presence, which overshadows all your problems. And they pick two scripture lessons to support that. The first is Psalm 116, verse 17 of the New King James Version, which reads, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and will call upon the name of the Lord. And the second one they included is Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, which reads, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now that reading for that devotion that day reminds me to be thankful even when the not-so-good things of life occur. And I'll go back to encountering the homeless person. I must admit that it makes me feel uncomfortable. But this June 22nd devotion reminds me that I should be thankful for that encounter. God is asking me to stretch to do something that's uncomfortable for me. But that's how we grow, too. God wants to see how we'll respond in those situations. Will we be a sheep or a goat? You know what's even more amazing? I knew I wanted to include something from Jesus' calling in my sermon, knowing there were devotions about giving thanks even during difficult and challenging times. And we all have them. When I reached for Jesus' calling and opened it, it opened right to this June 22nd devotion. More examples of God giving me good direction during sermon preparation, and a time saver, too. You know, I'm going to ask you to screen to look back at the photo on that screen, so all can take a quick look at that, please. I pop upstairs, you're going to have to take a quick look, because I'm going to reference that photo. You'll see that I chose to accompany that my message this morning. Does it look like anyone familiar? Well, when I showed it to my lovely bride, the first thing she said was, Jesus. That was my intent. It follows our gospel reading, especially the verse which reads, quote, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. I would say from looking at that photo, you could likely assume this gentleman has been overlooked or ignored. One thing that also struck me about this photo is that his dog likely doesn't care about his situation. You know, we all could learn from dogs about being better at unconditional love and not being judgmental. Short, tall, dressed to the nines, or wearing clothes full of holes, your dog loves you 
all the time. You know, and as usual with most messages from Jesus, standing on the sideline is not an option. He wants us to act. And the actions he wants from us in our gospel lesson are totally within all of our capabilities. That, therefore, why do we sometimes not do it? I think a big reason is, if we'll truly admit it, is doing so can make us uncomfortable. That's why I suggest we look at it a different way. That is, Jesus is asking us to stretch to do what he knows is well within our capabilities. But sometimes we don't want to make that stretch. That's when we need to remind ourselves that it's not what we want, but it's rather what Jesus wants. And many times that requires stretching, lots of stretching, to get us out of our comfort zone. You know, some of you may remember former Brexville United Methodist member Les Batolf. One thing that always impressed me about Les was his involvement, it was his involvement in prison ministries. That is stretching. Imagine going to a prison to meet with folks convicted of some horrific crimes to share the word of the Lord. Something like that would make me feel very uncomfortable. But Les looked at it in the correct way. That is, he was thanking God for the opportunity to share the word with many of those who could be considered overlooked or ignored. That is exactly what God wants us to do in living the life of a sheep. But instead, how many times do we turn and walk away without doing a thing? Everyone here today likely had a very nice Thanksgiving, eating a delicious meal surrounded by people we love. We are truly very, very blessed. But likely not too far away, there are people struggling who didn't have as great as a Thanksgiving as us. And I'm not just talking about those in troubled inner city areas. Likely there are nearby friends and neighbors that could use our help. But are we consistently offering it? To me, the easy way to make this happen is to remember that we don't need to change the world individually on our own. We just need to do our part. It reminds me when I gave the eulogy at my mom's funeral. Part of it read, quote, Mom was never rich or famous. She, she never held a powerful position in the corporate, corporate world. Yet she made a positive difference in the world a better place through her caring, gentle, and kind ways. One day at a time, one person at a time, end quote. That's what God wants all of us to do. Our simple acts of kindness can go a long way, a very long way, in changing the world to make it a better place. So when you see someone who is hungry, thirsty, homeless, sick, or in prison, please make some time to be a sheep. It doesn't have to be something overly dramatic. Sometimes just a quick smile or word of encouragement can go a long way. You just have to do something. That's why today and every day, instead of saying, what? We need to say thanks. We need to thank God for giving us the opportunity to make a positive influence in someone's life, to share our blessings in the word of God with them, to truly make a difference. And that is well within all of our capabilities. Believe in yourself. 
God gave you the tools to make a positive difference. Let's all strive to be sheep in everything that we do. To the glory of God, amen.